So before we jump into this episode, a few things I wanted to note. The first one is that my audio is not the uh, normal crisp self that it is. Uh, Just my audio, uh, Sahil and Slappy sounded fine. But using a slightly different setup than normal, I thought I had checked everything to make sure that my inputs were set to uh, the USB microphone, but I think somehow the computer's internal microphone is what was picking up my voice. So, you know, it's not going to be, not going to be as the quality is not going to be there as it normally is. And the other thing, um, I kept calling this episode 288 and it's actually episode 289. So show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 289. So with that stuff out of the way, here's the episode. All right, I'm starting the recording. You're not going to have the chance. Okay. Slappy. Right, we got, uh, is it Sahil? Close. It's uh, so, uh, Sahil. Shutter ready? Yeah, boom. You got it. Oh, that was, that was really good. That was really Thank good. You. Yeah. Thank you. I got the first and last, well... You pronounce your last name for me first. Right. Yeah. So yeah. actually, we'll call that about even. You got the <laughs> yeah. you got the tougher one. 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. But yeah. So we, we were. This is a uh, episode two hundred eighty eight. Welcome to the Rollo and Slappy Show. Um, today is January twenty fourth, two thousand twenty two. Oh wow, we've recorded that, huh? Yeah. All right. Cool. Sometimes people should see how the donuts are made. <laughs> Right. Now they know. The meat the meat donuts for all of the uh <laughs> the carnivores, yeah. Yeah. But uh this is uh Get On Zero episode number eight, and uh we brought on Sahil Chaturvedi. Perfect. <laughs> so well yeah, welcome, welcome to, to the uh, Slabby Show. Yeah, thanks guys. Uh it's really an honor. I've been listening for a bit. Uh so it's great to be here, learned a lot. So yeah, very excited to chat about Get On Zero. Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks for coming on. This was kind of a <laughs> I dropped this on at the last minute. Um, I was like, "Hey, would you want to come on the show?" Which means there was sure. more pre work done than we've ever done on a show. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, "Sure," and I said, "All right." How about in ten tomorrow? minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't, and, I couldn't say no. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's bad feedback to me because that just makes me. It, does, it doesn't make me learn my lesson to like plan this stuff out a little bit ahead. So right, right. Just try to get guests, guests at the last minute, and you know, hope that the esteem of the Rollins <laughs> Slappy Show is enough for them to drop whatever they're doing. It is very nothing esteemed. Is more, yes. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> is more important. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sahil, can you give us a little bit of background? Like, who are you? You know, what do you do? Why Bitcoin? And why are you getting on zero? Right, right. Yeah, that's an awesome question. Um, I guess I have a uh, tech product background. So I'm a product designer. Uh, that's my main skill set. Uh, I do have a computer science background. That's what I studied in school. Um, so, you know, I guess as uh, VJ Boyapati says, he's like, um, you know, some people have that fertile soil to understand Bitcoin right away. Um, so I kind of got lucky with that uh, in terms of technical background and sort of a libertarian, I guess, uh, leading uh, mindset in some ways. Um, so, yeah, I was uh, been in tech, Bay Area, Silicon Valley until recently, of course, which uh, you know, I'll get to. But um, before that, I had a, a, a startup that got acquired. It's like a esports marketing agency. It was a really interesting experience. Um, but then I sort of got into the, uh, product design after that. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, because I think a lot of people don't know what product design is, uh, think of like any app you're using, right? Uh, YouTube or Twitter. Somebody had to design what the experience looks like. Somebody had to think about uh, what the whole journey is. So that's kind of my job. Um, that's what I'm thinking about. And when I was in the Bay Area, I was like, I need to work on Bitcoin. What am I doing? Um, this is the most important thing. Nothing else, uh, has the most, uh, effort to impact ratio, I guess you could say the 80, 20 principle. So, and then I found on chain and I was like, I pestered will for a while, maybe almost a year, I think. Uh, and then eventually, yeah, the things worked out and 
now working on Chain Capital, uh, fantastic team here in Austin, Texas, moved here to Texas and uh, it's just been awesome. So that's kind of my short, uh, short summary of who I am, I guess. <laughs> nice. So uh, why, so you got in the Unchain and in the Bitcoin. Right. When did you decide or how did you decide to uh, just say, you know what, I'm done with this fiat thing and then going all in with Bitcoin? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I clearly remember that day. I think I was at a, I think I was in a meeting or something. And I, I, I when I was done with the meeting, I, I, I saw, I think I saw some tweets from JW or some JW Weatherman. Um, and I was, I was really skeptical at first because I was like, you know, the, the typical things you, you, you might, you might uh, hear in other Get On Zero episodes in this podcast, the, the typical, um, oh, this is a lot of effort or, or uh, taxation or, or uh, what if it's, you know, it's too volatile. What if it drops? I had a bunch of those questions. So at first I was very skeptical, but, um, you know, I, I just kind of asked a lot of questions, right? I just DM JW and I uh, DM Chris. Chris is a, the founder of Level. It's like a Bitcoin bank sort of thing. So I just asked a lot of questions and I, uh, I just systematically listed out all the problems, all the hangups that I had, um, which actually, Rollo, you've, uh, you've done a you guys have done a really good job at uh, listing pretty much all of them out on your website. Uh, what is it again? It's get on zero uh, fiat. Uh, yep. Dot com. Yeah. Get on zero fiat.com. So I had all those hangups um, and I just kept listening to JW went on Twitter spaces and just kept listening. And uh, eventually I was like, yeah, there's kind of no reason not to do this, <laughs> you know? Uh, okay. So that's kind of where, uh, where that switch flipped. It's funny because it's, at least for me, it's always kind of been in the back of my head that like, ah, oh man, mm. I really would, like how, how awesome would it have been if I went in all in on Bitcoin in, you know, pick a time. Right. And, and we always, as, as even, even for people that aren't on zero and, and we would always say, people would say, oh, it's too late to get, you know, you're normally friends. Oh, you know, then it looked like you're right about Bitcoin, but I think it's too late. And we say like, dude, it's not too late. We're still like in the beginning. Um, so the, like that idea has always like kind of been there, but you make all the excuses yeah, yeah. For what I, like, to, to, to why, why not to do it. Um, but it is, it, it, it was pretty, pretty cool and powerful to have someone just be like, yeah, that thing that's kind of, you always daydreamed out in the back of your head. Like, yeah, <laughs> go do that. It's possible to do it. It actually makes sense. Uh, we're just going to keep repeating these cycles over and over again. Like, oh man, I should have done that. Oh right. man, I should have done that. I mean, that's that's our whole argument for Bitcoin is that number go up. It's going to become money. So yeah, you know, and of course. I think one thing you said, Raleigh, you, you said uh, you found out it was possible. And I think that for me was huge. I think, I think that's what I'm trying to do uh, whenever I tweet about it or I talk to my friends and family. I'm just like, I'm not trying to push you into anything. I know this sounds really extreme to you. That's completely fine. Um, I'm not even opposed if you start out with like stacking sats, you know, that's, I think there's a progression to this. Uh, and I think we need to be empathetic that um, people have a progression to that. But us being, I guess, I don't know if you call it like get on zero extremists. I, th I think someone mentioned that once. Um, I think we can show that there is a possibility to do this and there's a way to do it and we can address uh, some of the concerns you have. Um, so I, I think that was a, a good thing you said um, about just the possibility being there. Yeah, I think that's one of the more powerful things is to be able to just, and I said this when we had uh, Alex Spetsky on, right. was that how powerful is it to just be like, instead of saying the typical, oh yeah, I really like Bitcoin and I, I use it as a savings vehicle and I you know stack a bunch of sats each, yeah. month, each month to be like, oh no, like Bitcoin is now my money. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah, have yeah. Fiat in my checking account anymore. Um, I only hold fiat for as long, like just basically, you know, is 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 a de minimis amount of time as possible. I'm treating it like a foreign currency, right. a foreign currency that's just like massive, you know, just wildly losing value. I mean, that has a much greater impact on people as opposed to like, oh, he's like playing with an investment. I would even take that one step further, Rollo. Like, I, I think just in terms of the mental model, if we stop thinking of the dollar as a currency or an asset, and we think of the dollar as a, a payment rail 
to move Bitcoin. Bitcoin is just money. It's just cash. It's digital cash. And there's multiple ways of moving that Bitcoin around. Uh, the optimal way is over lightning or, or just the base layer, but you can also move that Bitcoin around through ACH or uh, PayPal or Venmo, or um, I would argue moving Bitcoin over dollars, like that's just kind of a payment rail in a way. And to me, that was kind of mind blowing. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I really like that. And I think that's something that we got to push a little bit more. Um, the uh, one of the things I've been thinking about recently is is like the, yeah changing that mindset about what your money is and how how to use fiat is that because one of the objections that you hear a lot of from people is that oh well you you still need to have an emergency fund in fiat you, you don't want to put that in Bitcoin right um, you need you need to have a reserve of of fiat for for whatever and it's like well. For those of us that live in the Western world, yes, um, that has have access to financial instruments, it's not about like having a certain amount of fiat that's just like sitting there <laughs> instantly available. It's what is your access to fiat? And if you've got like, are, are you going to say that like a guy who's got you know twenty five million dollars in stocks um, is like poor and in a bad spot because? <laughs> You might have to liquidate a little bit of that and have to wait like four days in case, you know, he's got a big expense that comes up or something like who wouldn't trade, you know, spots with him. Right. Um, even if he's, you know, doesn't have much money in his checking account. So, you know, if you have, if, if you have Bitcoin, I mean, are we really that, I know there, there's threats, threats from the government, of course, with trying to make it illegal and everything, but you know, even still, <laughs> prohibition never really works. Um, yeah. And, and if that situation does happen and they say like, hey, you're, you're, the entire value that you have is now illegal, then maybe, maybe you go someplace else. But, but that kind of situation aside, because I, I don't think that that's mm -hmm. super high of a risk happening. I mean, if you have Bitcoin, like, people want it. <laughs> so. Like if, if you reach the situation where you run out of fiat or, or you have an expense that is outside of your normal monthly cash flows, like you're going to be able to liquidate the Bitcoin fine. Right. And so like, why would you hold that melting ice cube in the meantime when you can like over, over a decent, over a long enough period of time, because there are drops in the price of Bitcoin yeah. as we're seeing now, but you know, assuming that you're not in like a double jeopardy situation um like it doesn't make sense like yeah I, i've been talking for a while i want to let you jump in no no but, no totally so, so yeah do you have any thoughts on on that before i yeah uh, yeah no i think that's a really good point and I, I was thinking long and hard about like is there any scenario where you don't want to be on zero um and obviously there there are you know if the argument against get on zero is uh yeah, I live in Africa and I don't have access to credit. It's like, fine. Okay. We can talk about that. You know, um, I, I agree with you or maybe I agree with you. I, I think there's a case there, but if you're living in the United States, you have access to a credit card, uh, or even if you don't, I, I don't see any reason not to be on zero, except there's one weird edge case. I'm curious, uh, what you guys think. Um, I think most things can be financed. If you have big purchases, uh, a car or, or really anything around that, around that, purchasing power amount, like you can, you can finance that and you should finance that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the, the one thing I was thinking of is like, if you're buying a house and you want to put a down payment in like two months, I think that would be the one like minor edge case. I might say, uh, yeah, I just hold that in fiat. I don't know. <laughs> what do you guys think? Yeah. I, I've, I've thought about that. And that was like one of the early things I put out a poll or a question on Twitter. Like, why aren't you on, give me a reason you're not on zero. And someone's like, I'm about to buy a house. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Slappy, what are you? Yeah, how would they, I mean, I know we, we've kind of talked about it, but what would they, like, what would the bank do if you didn't have the cash, just not issue you the loan, the mortgage? You know, I mean, I, you maybe, can, like, everybody, it seems like everybody right. can get a mortgage. You can put, like, nothing <laughs> down. 
Right. That's kind of the goofy thing about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, your interest rate will kind of... change. So there's reasons, obviously. I mean, I bought a house within the last year. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, they ask you what your, you know, what your assets are so they can, you know. Yeah. Make sure you can pay them back. Mortgage. Right. Um, but yeah. I mean, how far away are we from them saying like, well, what, you know, include Bitcoin in your holdings for proof of your like, yeah, sovereignty. And actually, I saw a uh, a company, and obviously they haven't they haven't launched yet. And I, I don't I don't know if you guys have seen this, but uh, Milo Milo Credit or something like that, Milo Crypto. I don't know that they're basically doing like, I don't even know how this would work, but it's like a thirty year fixed rate loan for a house, and it's backed by your your Bitcoin like hundred percent. I mean, you don't there's no down payment or anything. Um, I. Uh, it's not even out yet, so I can't speak to it. I'm not advocating for it, but I think we're going to see a lot of this stuff with um, Bitcoin as like, you know, everyone says pristine collateral. That's a cliche, um, but I could see that. I could see that happening, especially over a 30 year term. Like that's, I would do that, I think. I mean, it's one of those, even even right now, or even, even five years ago, if someone walked into a bank and said, <laughs> hey, I want to get a mortgage. I don't have any, like, fiat things right but i've got 50 million dollars worth of bitcoin that i can like prove to you that i have it um and i would like a mortgage like is the bank going to be hmm we don't want your business there. right 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 they might and, ask you to convert it to cash though right i don't might. know i mean you have the asset obviously yeah i i almost think in some ways like a, a mortgage today is 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 like uh it's against the house and it's against your income. So I guess even if you don't have cash, that would probably be okay. Um, but I'm, I'm certainly not, not a expert. Yeah, on right. Because, as long as you have income coming in. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Income payment. Right. Because yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's the income that's got to make the payments. And then otherwise, if, if you can't make the payments, they try not to give you a mortgage. That's right. Right. Unless, you know, of course the government steps in and pays them to, the next day to buy the mortgage off them the next day. So, but, Oh yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for 50 year mortgages or a hundred year mortgages. <laughs> yeah. uh, sign me up. Sign I refinance me up. tomorrow. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, it, it's so funny how I used to be uh, like super conservative with finance. Right. And, and the idea of being in debt was just like, no, I don't want to do it. And I don't want to, yeah, I, I actually had refinanced um, down to a 20 year from a 30 on my house. And then, I was like, this was over a year ago. Yeah. I was like, wait, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I can buy a lot of Bitcoin if I take some cash out and just extend this out. So I went back to a 30, took some cash out and and, uh, and bought Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. I did the same house. with my car. Um, you know, it's, it's a much smaller scale than a house, but, you know, every little sat counts. Um, yeah, yeah, just... <laughs> It's so funny. We're in this like bizarro world where, you know, doing that kind of thing is just would normally be the insane thing to do. But until we kind of get the the world back on on its head, yeah, or uh, standing up straight, I think we got to do these like bizarro world things. Yeah, and I, and oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say. I think the thing about mortgages too is that they're gonna have as we as we. Uh, pivot into a hard money standard with Bitcoin, um, mortgages are going to have much lower, um, like impact. Like we're going to see fewer mortgages with, uh, you know, much different terms because totally it's going to incentivize savings as opposed to just going out and getting, getting a bunch of easy credit. Exactly. Exactly. And yes, safe talks about that a lot. Um, yeah, totally agree with that, with that future. But in, in the meantime, you take advantage, right? Um, I, th I think a lot of people, when, when they think get on zero, they think it's mutually exclusive from from debt or like from, uh, yeah, from debt, from credit cards, from your home mortgage. I think that's something we need to, to work on. Is like, it's like, I, I would argue the optimal way to get on zero is using credits. Like we talk about this all the time, use a, use a credit card or, you know, home loan and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's something I hear. You'd be, you'd be surprised how much I hear that. It's like... Um, Oh, that doesn't oh, no. compliant. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, uh, that's that's like the, one of the bigger frustration things is because people say, "Well, I don't want to sell my Bitcoin." I'm like, "Well, I don't." 
<laughs> right. You don't have to. It's it's you know I I have a home equity now. Not everyone has a house, and exactly. maybe not everyone is in a position for this. But getting credits fairly easy. So even if you're not able to get something like I have a home equity line of credit that I float my basically everything on that. Exactly. I pay my credit card with that. I pay my mortgage with it, and then. When when I have a balance on it, when I get a paycheck, I turn the slider on strike over back to Fiat <laughs> and then service that debt. And then when I don't have that debt, I just slide it back over over to Bitcoin. You know, in, in some ways, we, we were talking about earlier about um, ACH and Lightning and Venmo and PayPal all being payment rails to move Bitcoin. In some ways, credit is kind of a way to move Bitcoin too, just through space, but also time. It's kind of weird if you think about it. Um, right. I, I don't know. I, I just think that whole idea of Bitcoin is your money and you can choose whatever payment rail you like. Um, and you're, I think the cool part is you're not being like Roger Ver with Bitcoin Cash and like begging people to accept Bitcoin and say, please accept Bitcoin, please accept Bitcoin. It's like, no, you're interoperable right. with anyone, whatever payment rail they want. And over time, you educate them to... Uh, Increase their Bitcoin cash balance. Sorry, not Bitcoin cash. Bitcoin <laughs> comma cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that would have been dangerous right there. But, uh, You're out at yourself. Uh, I know. I just out of myself as a decasher. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or Roger show. But yeah, I mean, just you know, as liquidity grows, then then they'll accept Bitcoin directly. But until then, yeah, I'm not going to complain. I'm, I'll be interoperable with everyone. Um, so. Yeah, it is one of the, I mean, it's, it's, that's why I really love the analogy saying like, if you visited Venezuela mm-hmm, and, right. you know, people demanded bolivars, whatever they use down there as payment, like, and that's the only thing they're going to accept, then you, at the time of the transaction or is, is, is a little bit of uh, amount of time in between, that's when you convert from your, your money to theirs. Um, you don't like go and just hold especially it. if it's if it's losing value. Yeah, if you're going to yeah. be there for a month, you don't say like, hmm, well, I expect to spend this much money over this month, so I'm just going to do it all ahead of time. Like right. that would be insane. No one, no one would do that. Um, and so we ought to be treating you know that dollar like that because that's basically what's happening. Yeah, and I, I think pe- um, people people kind of underestimate, uh, and this is not like a new opinion or or some mind blowing thing I'm I'm saying, but I think people really underestimate emotionally the actual inflation rate of the u.s dollar it's like people people still feel like i think people still think it's two percent like mentally even though in reality it's like anything of quality that you buy is like 10 15 20 percent maybe 30 percent um the goods and services that you acquire or you wish to acquire they're all inflating at a, a drastic rate and i think people don't it hasn't really hit people yet um so yeah. yeah, it's that normalcy bias, I think, and, right. and it's tough to. I mean, it, it, we see that's why it's so powerful too. When um, what's it? Uh, price in Bitcoin twenty yes. one dot com. Yeah. It shows it like holy cow when you plot dollars against other things, and like lumber is a great one, and it's just like it's bouncing all. It looks like a Bitcoin chart. Pretty incredible. And then, <laughs> and then you price lumber in Bitcoin, and it's just kind of like steadily going down. Uh, but yeah, it is tough to, to try to fathom that because it's, I mean, the unit of account is a, is a powerful metric, a powerful way that we, uh, you know, we store, store how we, you know, value things. Right. Um, and, and that's why, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was going to say, I think that's, that's a, a crazy, a really good point that sort of leads me to something else. Um, I've been thinking about a lot, uh, you know. I guess like, like all of us, when we had uh, anxiety about our savings, we, you know, we, we dumped it all for Bitcoin and we were like, yeah, okay, my savings are protected. Um, and then we get on zero, we were like, oh crap, our checking account, even though it's 1%, it's like, you don't want to hold any fiat, so we dumped that for Bitcoin. But the latest anxiety I've been having is about um, your salary, like your income. It's, you know, if you don't have inflation resistant income, it's like, that's the last part that's um, still denominated in dollars. So if you're, if your income is 50 K a year, um, and inflation is 30%, are you going to get a 30% raise? Like, no, you're not. 
Um, so I don't, yeah. I don't know the answer there, but I'm, I'm curious if you have any thoughts there. Other than, I mean, the obvious answer, which is not even worth giving because it's <laughs> not a good, there's, there's no solution with it is like, we, you just have to make more money. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. But without having that, I mean, that's, that's why it's so imperative to be able to save in Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or to put everything in Bitcoin because I mean, you, you're, you're, even if you're staying at a fairly steady salary over the year, I mean, that, that money that you have in Bitcoin, I mean, your checking account to pay next month yeah. pretty soon is going to be able to pay your next four months. <laughs> yeah. And then it's going to be able to pay your next year uh, and so on and so forth. Um, exactly. So I think you'll be okay. But um, I mean, that's, that's, why the dollar is basically going to be doomed to failure because it can't, it can't sustain people on like, it's totally impractical. Can you imagine a situation where everyone's making 30, 30% more a year as a way to keep up up with inflation? Yeah, that's uh. it's, it's just that you would instantly, you would have to instantly hit hyperinflation. I think the only way to, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the outcome. And the only way to do that as an individual is to, have a much higher time preference and quit your job and find a new job at, at a higher income. It's like, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's really a crazy situation. And our, our, our buddy, Michael Shapiro is working on something. Um, it's not public yet. And I don't know any of the details at all, but he's working on wage vest and that could be interesting. Um, but I, I think the point is like, we need to, we need to start thinking about how do we, how do we make that last piece inflation resistant that, you know, how do you make your income inflation resistant? And I don't know the answer. I know Blockstream has tried some things with, uh, you know, fixed denomination stuff and wage vest is working on something, but um, that's going to be an interesting problem. And whoever solves that is like, that's the itching problem I'm having right now. So <laughs> that's what I would Yeah, it's, all, it's, I, I haven't, I mean, kind of thought of briefly, but never, never in this detail. Yeah. Cause it's, isn't it crazy? There's no way. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I've kind of just daydreamed a little bit about like going to my company and saying like, I will, you know, and I'm not by contract or anything, right. so I don't even know how this would work, but I say like, I will not take a raise um, huh. for the next five years if you pay me in Bitcoin, but you keep how much I'm getting paid in Bitcoin the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a little I will tough. I not take a raise. Yeah, it's tough they because- have, like. Yeah, they would look at it and just be like, well, wait, <laughs> we might be paying you like 50 times yeah. what you make right now in five years. No, we're not doing it. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think it would only work for companies that uh, have a Bitcoin balance sheet or something that they can yes. like, tap into. So, Yeah, my company for now would it's... be confused with that question. <laughs> right, right. But that's, that's what's going to start driving this is that the companies that do jump ahead of that and start doing that, holding Bitcoin in their balance sheet, start, you know, holding treasuries in Bitcoins and, and just start and getting on zero themselves. They're the ones that are going to be able to accommodate those sorts of salaries that are denominating the Bitcoin and, and not, you know, losing value by staying, you know, in a fiat salary. And the companies that pay the best are going to be the ones that attract the most talent. And so these other companies that are lagging behind that, they either have to adjust and adapt exactly. or they die. So that's the beauty of it. It's it's like it's built into Bitcoin that you know the only way for like if you're a bad company that doesn't want to you know innovate and adapt and and you know understand what's happening, yeah, then you die and you disappear, and that's what you deserve. It's the and the companies that are yeah. doing those things, like they reap the excuse me reap the rewards of it. Yeah, no, it's exciting. And uh, I don't know, I, th I think it's just a really exciting time to be just working on all this and, and thinking about it and just being at the edge. Because uh, I think with Get On Zero, we're definitely on the edge. I think we talked about this once. There's like, there's been there's been brands of Get On Zero, I think, in some form or the other in the past, mm -hmm. like even before I was in Bitcoin. Um, but I think this is a different, a different form of Get On Zero that I don't know how to describe or articulate, but I, I feel like it's different. Um, so. Yeah, we're we're in a different environment with like the government's just going absolutely crazy in the last two years. Not just with inflation, but with all of the draconian stuff with 
lockdowns and 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 all the COVID nonsense and and just everything that we're seeing now. And it's just it's just the, the clown world is a great name right. for that. It describes it so well because it's it's like even the stuff with I haven't been following that closely with Ukraine and Russia and everything. Yeah, but like. I think I tweeted this yesterday or today because it was like, oh, so they're going to like beat the war drums. Hopefully yeah. not actually start a war right. in able to like, in order to cover up for like the kind of quitting all the COVID nonsense. As I was, That's uh, what it seems like is happening. Yeah. As I was signing on to, to get on to this show today, um, my homepage, the headline popped up. It said like Russian warships off the coast of Ireland are not welcome. Of course, I didn't click the link, but it's like, man, they're really pushing it hard. Yeah, I mean, the, the, yep. the narrative's falling apart, so got to go somewhere, I guess. Yeah, and they can't say like, oh, yeah, we're done this. They got to just kind of shake the uh, the jingle bell in front right. of people so that they uh, forget what they were yeah. so focused on doing. Because if you remember so, all of the stuff, so like in 20... 20- no, I'm just going to say, when is Russia going to uh, cyber attack us? Right. You know, it's going to happen. It. Hey, quote, unquote, <laughs> cyber attack us. You know, yeah. it's going to happen. So it's funny. I, I just started watching a movie. Um, I'm about two thirds of the way through. It's uh, called Canadian Bacon. Canadian Bacon. And it's a John, John Candy, Candy movie. Yeah. Yes, from the mid 90s. And it's, it's about how... Uh, like the Cold War's over and the U.S. and Russia are allies and there hasn't been like any wars that the United States has been fighting for a while. Right. And there's this there's this big weapons um, manufacturer in Niagara Falls that's like had to shut down and, and all their employees lost their jobs because they just made all these weapons, basically military industrial complex. And so the owner of this company is like, uh, I'm not making money anymore. Like we need to have something going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they try to pick a fight with uh, with Russia, and they're just like, "Nah, man, this is like, we're just we're figuring out indoor plumbing over here. We don't have time to fight a war with you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so they they come up with the scheme to uh, fake that Canada is trying to uh, like attack. Canada's plotting, though. We know it. Yeah, um, and yeah. it's it's hilarious because they go through. There's the there's the the, the guy who runs the weapons company he says to the one advisor he goes you know back in vietnam like we wanted to get in over there to you know so we can use our weapons and we just uh we just told them that a ship we just shelled one of our own ships in the gulf of tonkin and it's like for all i know it was in lake erie i don't know like, <laughs> but no one knows and no one cares but we had 98 senators vote to go to war and we'll do it again and uh but it's 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 so goofy because it's it's you know Canada and it's John Candy. <laughs> um, it's actually it's actually a really funny movie. I'm but, definitely checking um, that out. But like, it's every like it's it's exactly what's going on. They're just making it you know a little bit more absurd to make it into a comedy movie. But like, it's yeah. all based on reality, and so man, like the ability for the media to just like drum up a crisis. And to get everybody focused on it, and that's what was happening before COVID. Yeah, all like uh, uh, North Korea was going was the existential threat to the U.S., and then Iran was too for a while. Yeah. We're going to go yeah. have a nuclear war with them, and and I forget all the other. I mean, 2020 was like that crazy year where everything was going nuts, and it was just news cycle after news cycle of yeah. getting everyone to get all wound up about it. Well, then, it, it's media plus fiat, right? I, I think. Right. I think. I think. Uh, uh, heavily armed clown Colin was like on the show today with with Stefan Lavera. He's. I think he had. He said something along the lines of like, "Clown world is funded by deficit spending, not taxes." And I think that's something people get hung up on. Is oh yeah, you're paying the government with every time you sell Bitcoin. Um, it's like true. I mean, that that is true, and I, I would rather not do that. But most of the spending, I mean. Is, is is from deficit spending it's not it's not like literal federal taxation um so i would i would be happy if we reduced the state by like 90 percent and it was just on uh taxation <laughs> so. right yeah that would that would be uh you know just a total massive improvement 
So about that, and we were kind of touching on this before, um, but I kind of want to talk about like the idea of the emergency fund and whether or not that right. should be in fiat and how you're saying, how talking about, we have to think about how fiat is just a payment rail for Bitcoin mm. and how we have to not think about so much the, how much fiat we instantly have available in our checking account, but what our access to fiat is and what it costs to get, have that access. Mm. So for the people that say like, oh, you need to have an emergency fund, even if you're all on Bitcoin, you still need that emergency fund in Bitcoin, three to six, or in fiat, three to six months. Um, but no, like every, people act like that. That's just like, all right, you get that, let's say $10,000 yeah, around yeah. month. You get that $10,000, that's your emergency fund and you're good to go. Well, <laughs> if you're holding fiat, there's a cost associated with that. Right. Because if we truly have a 30% uh, inflation rate right now, in order for you to still maintain the purchasing power of $10,000 today, a year from now, you have to service that by 30%. Right. So it's got to be $13,000 in a year from now. And if it's still a 30% inflation rate, which I have a hard time believing it's going to be going down. <sighs> no, no. Inflation. Transitory. You know, <laughs> right, yeah. It's going to be 30% or 130% of $13,000 a year after that. So that's a pretty massive cost to warehouse $10,000 of fiat somewhere. So, yeah. And, and the other thing is like the idea of, I, I think I, how do I explain this? Just like, uh, like, like holding. if you, well, if, if you have like the idea of like an, like how much money do you need for an emergency and, 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 and this stuff, like the, uh. I, like, if you've got, if you expect to spend $2,000 a month on expenses for everything, and then you have like a $4,000 month and need to, you know, do something else to, mm. to make up for that. Mm -hmm. um, like what happens, and, and you're able to do that with your, with your emergency fund. Like what happens if there's a $50,000 expense one month, like something, you know, your, your kid gets sick and he needs life-saving surgery. You need to spend $50,000. Like you dip into your cold storage if, right. if you're fortunate enough to have that money. Um, so like, it's about having like the emergency fund is really like having something that's there that you have access to, you know, reasonable access to. Yeah. It's not going to take forever for you to, to liquidate and get into, but like considering a 30%, you know, fee mm -hmm. on your fiat, uh, emergency fund and you have $10,000, you know, if you have access to credit, even if it's putting, you know, getting cash forwards on a credit card where it's 20%, right? like that makes more sense to do just to have that open line of credit. And that's faster than a checking account. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of times, and you just say, I'm going to put everything on my credit card and pay the 20% interest rate. Like it's less, you have a lower interest rate than you are with inflation, but also you're not paying that interest rate in perpetuity just by nature of having that emergency fund. You're right, only right. paying that interest rate when you tap into that line of credit. Yeah. And, and so I, I think that fee is such a good way of framing it because I think people have it like the way they have a unit bias about Bitcoin's price, they almost have that for dollars or it's just something that you, you're, it's like in, uh, it's like innate. You just think that the dollar is stable and, uh, it's hard to shake that loose, but um, I, I think sim similar to Get on Zero, one of the things that really blew my mind early on was Pierre Richard. Shout out to him when he like to me that that was pretty new. Thinking of Bitcoin as savings, um, so like to your point, uh, the point of savings is to hedge against future uncertainty. That's that's the point of cash of holding uh, savings. And so if you believe Bitcoin is cash, then that is the that is the point of holding Bitcoin. Is like. If you have that massive expense in the future, to your point, that's when you dip into cold storage. That, that's the whole reason you're holding Bitcoin. It's, it's cash. It's to hedge against that future uncertainty of uh, disaster scenarios. So um, I think people are still, if you're, thinking of it, if, if you're thinking of it as an investment, I can see why that might be uncomfortable. But to me, it's just cash. Um, it's, you know, that's the way I think about it. Yeah, there's this, uh, I think it's one of those things where, 
a meme takes a little bit more of a life than it should. <laughs> um, like with the, the generational wealth, like we want generational wealth and Bitcoin is going to help a lot of us do that. And that's great. But like this idea that like most of like basically all of your Bitcoin for a lot of people is like that generational wealth that they're never going to touch. They're going to pass it down. And it's like, that would, that's great. You should aspire to that. But like, you're still living your life from today to that point when you right. pass all it on. And so like, that's good to have like that big base of savings and wealth for in case something that does come up. And, and, and when you're really like concerned and, and no one wants to, to get rid of their Bitcoin, I get it. Um, but <laughs> when you have it all in Bitcoin, you're going to protect that. And Colin talks about this heavily on clown. Mm -hmm. I think, or was it, I don't know, probably everybody does, <laughs> but like you protect your Bitcoin, you're very like protective of your Bitcoin. So right. you're going to make sure that you're like doing everything that you can in order to not have to like really dip into, to it in a big way. So right. you change your, it, it, it's a lowering of your time preference. You're going to take other steps to make sure that you're putting yourself in the best position possible. So you're not caught with your, with your pants down. I mean, who are the people it, it's part of it. Like, you know, part of being able to like not get caught with your pants down financially mm. is having a lot of money. You know, right. that helps. If if you've got a hundred million dollars in the, you know, available to mm -hmm, you, mm -hmm. you're probably not going to be in many situations where you're like up a creek. Right. But the people, like we all know them, friends and family, coworkers that are always in like financial ruts. And, you know, from the outside, you're like, oh man, what that guy got guy's got such bad luck and what a shame. And, you know, some people it's just black cloud over them. Yeah. yeah. But like, I guarantee you just about 99% of the time when you actually hear what's going on with them and you hear the decisions and what led up mm -hmm. to that and everything else and the decisions after the thing happens, you go, Oh, it makes perfect sense that you're <laughs> in financial ruin and that you're always having problems because you are just a bad decision machine probably not uh spending less than they make you know things like that right so like it's it's like this feedback loop of well maybe the people that don't have to deal with or are making these good decisions are the so like and and i guess what i'm trying to say there is like bitcoin like helps accelerate that process by a lot if you really value your bitcoin and you really don't want to get rid of it then you're going to do whatever you can within reason totally totally to to try to mitigate that stuff but at the same time under you know it's important to understand that like that's why you had the bitcoin 100% and, and it's actually weird it's almost like on two ends right uh, on, on on one side it, it lowers your time preference and you want to spend your bitcoin less which is a good thing and i, I think colin talked about this as well is like I, it, it frees me up to spend bitcoin in a way that i've never felt before like for example i, I I went out to dinner with uh, Ben Carmen and a few others. Uh, he paid for dinner, and I paid him Happy in Lightning. Happy birthday! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Is yeah. that it? Oh yeah, yeah. No, oh no worries. Yeah, yeah. That was that was a couple of days ago. That was uh. Yeah. That was a crazy. Yeah. Sorry, I was I was making a joke, but that's why he paid for dinner. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that was a totally different night. That was a whole other. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, whole other thing. But it was it was, it was so cool because, in you know, back home in the Bay Area, I would use Venmo or something like that. And I don't think I've used Venmo even once in Austin. It's like nice. Every, everyone I hang out with in Austin is like, I just pay over lightning and uh, I don't feel bad about, you know, there was that meme like, uh, what is it? Spend fiat, stack sats. Um, and like, as Laser says, that's kind of a low inflation meme. You know, I, I, uh, I earn Bitcoin. I, well, I earn in Bitcoin. I, I spend Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin is my cash um, and it can be spent over any payment rail. Um, so I just think that's, that's been pretty liberating to me. Uh, well, it, it's funny too, because it's, if, if you have pot net positive cash flows, you know, right. And everything goes into Bitcoin. You're obviously going to have to spend some Bitcoin <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. or, you know, however you're doing it. So it's, but it's like, for those that are like, well, no, I want to keep a fiat bound. Like there's an opportunity cost yeah, exactly. of Bitcoin 
if you're keeping a fiat balance so you don't have to sell bitcoin so it's like you're like you're absolutely getting less bitcoin as a result yeah. by doing that yeah and i, I kind of cringe like I, I understand the you know dca I, I could i could see that as like a progression right again if we come back to like empathy for new uh new people coming on board like get off zero the old meme get off zero to one percent or ten percent dca in 10% of your income. I get that. There's a progression. But when I see hardcore Bitcoin maximalists saying things like, oh yeah, I just bought the dip. I, I cringe really hard because I'm like, how did you still have fiat to buy the dip? Like, <laughs> it, it makes no sense yeah. to me. So I don't know. Yeah. Even, even I, I was never really into the buy the dip thing, even before I was on, on zero. Yeah. It was, it was like, <laughs> I'm buying like I'm not trying to time the market. What what is the dip? Right. All right. Bitcoin dipped to you know thirty five thousand dollars, and it's like oh I bought the dip. It's like well did you? I mean what's it going to do tomorrow? So like I've I've kind of maintained like this is I've always had like my Bitcoin buying basically as I got paid I would put a certain amount of my paycheck into Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean month. I think people need to remember like Bitcoin was. Two, just two years ago, it was thirty five hundred dollars, not thirty five thousand, thirty five hundred. Right. So if you're keeping aside cash to buy the dip, like, what are you doing? You could have had like ten Bitcoin by then. And like five years ago, when Trump got elected to office, it was like five hundred dollars. So yeah. imagine if you were not waiting to buy the dip and you just bought the Sats. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a product of like what our what our like. I, it's easy well, to kind of like beat yourself up in the past, uh, the past right, decisions right. not to, but it's like, well, you did with, with the information and correct, your ability correct. to process that information at the time. But no, to your point, it's like this, this, I, I don't know what, no, it, it's, oh man, I can't even get the words out. Um, <laughs> no, I feel it doesn't you. make sense. It doesn't make sense to me that for people that are so bullish on Bitcoin, that like, wait, how much, first of all, does buying the dip mean that they just, through like fifty dollars in, <laughs> right? You're like, right. oh, it was pretty cool. I bought it when it was low, or yeah. like you keeping a lot of cash on hand because you know you had people trying to dunk on us recently with the price right. dropping down as it did. Which, by the way, I would not trade the timing for getting starting to get on zero movement than how it is because, like, we like immediately. I got on zero at sixty thousand dollars. About same, like yeah. That was the price of Bitcoin when I was like, "Yeah, I'm on, I'm on zero now." Yeah. It's been, it's done nothing but go down. Right. And so that really, like, you know, does the pressure test for us and makes us like, "All right, the strategy you say you're going to do, are you doing it? Does it work? Does it work? Yeah. Are you, are you backing off of it, or are you digging your heels in deeper and saying, like, "No, this is, this is still working, even though the price is going down." Um. That's a really good but, point. But uh, what was I gonna say? I lost. What, what were we no, I think Slappy. Will, I, I think Slappy was gonna jump in with something. I don't know. Yeah, no, I lost that too. But um, oh, no worries, no worries. No, you were talking about you, you getting on at sixty and it being uh, <laughs> a sign. Yeah. Rob. No, I I just think that's yeah. Uh, it, it, it's a it's a great test, right? I, I think to your point, Rollo, like it's working. Uh, none of us are really having problems and there's people dunking on us. Um, and I think it just comes I, down to those strategies and like, do they I, re I remember what I was saying. Oh, right, right, right. So, so like you have the people, you know, get on zero at 60,000, it drops to, you know, 35, 40,000 and people are like, Oh, I bet you wish you had some dry powder to buy that dip. <laughs> and my response is like, you're going to be saying that when Bitcoin is right. $250,000 and drops down to hundred fifty, and you'd be saying, "I bet you wish you had some dry powder to buy that dip." Ugh. It's like, okay, yeah, like it's the same. It's it's the same things oh. over and over and over again. Well, how many people have you talked to who said, oh, "I'll buy it when it dips," and then when it dips, they say Bitcoin's dead. Oh my god! I, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's about as as fun as listening to the guy at the bar who talks about how he's going to pick a fight with that. <laughs> You know, six foot four refrigerator of a man, and you're like, dude, I don't like go do it. Like uh, I, like I want to, like at this point, I just want to see your face get smashed in because I can't sit here 
What's we need to talk about it anymore? Totally, totally. And I, I think there's like I, I try to remind myself, right? Like in our DMs, I, I'm like, oh, this, this is so stupid. These guys are idiots. But at the same time, I, I, I try to pull myself back and I think of like uh, Michael Saylor's strategy. He's uh, he's like constantly positive. He just tries to educate people, and and in some ways, like. Um, uh, unchained as well, right? The, you know, our, our, our sort of stra- our, our uh, philosophy is like we try to lead the way as a navigator um, rather than, uh, I guess, negativity. And again, I, I'm not tone policing anybody. I do not care. I'm not trying to change anyone's, uh, the way they, they pitch things. But I feel like there's a way to uh, just sort of lead with positivity and uh, show them what's possible. Like if, if somebody's, you know, crapping on get on zero, I think there's a way we can just say, Hey, you know, what are your questions? Like, uh, are you concerned about taxes? Hey, let's address that. Go to get on, get on zero fiat.com. And, you know, Rollo and Slappy have addressed all of this. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just a thought I've been having is like, cause I, I, whenever I get in arguments, I personally just feel like, I don't feel great afterwards. I, I think about it. I'm always thinking about, Oh, what should I've said? What's a better argument? And it's, it's not really fun for me. I know it's fun for some people. I, our buddy JW loves it, <laughs> but it's it's not my thing for sure. And uh, I'm glad he's there to do that, but it's it's not my vibe for sure. Yeah, I I agree, and it's it's very e- and we were kind of talking about this before we went on the show. It's it's very easy. It's it's you know how different would these conversations be if we're sitting next to each other at a bar versus right computer screen screen and you know miles and miles of uh, no of, chance uh, of actually optic, interacting with the guy right. Um, <laughs> It's a much, much different thing. But, um, but at the same time, like, I think a lot, like there are people that approach the questions in a certain way Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they normally have their own tone about them. And there's other people that, you know, actually have real questions and aren't just trying to, you know, dunk on you. And, and it's, you know, 99.9% of the time, those are very, the latter of those are very, very productive. Um, where, the the people that have that certain tone and are trying to dunk, I mean, exactly. they're not there to actually get questions answered or to have their, you know, concerns alleviated. They're there to try to pick a fight. Yeah. And, and so get some Twitter why, engagement. Yeah. Well, right. I also think that they all like, it's not my style to fight people online. I just don't mm-hmm. do it. Look at my, I mean, my Twitter's not even that active. I don't, I don't right, have right. any patience or time or care to interact <laughs> with these people. Um, but I think it's like, like I think both of you said in this conversation, like it's good to have those people who are toxic because uh, there's a place oh, for yeah. it because oh, yeah. I have learned from them uh, myself. Like what, b- before when I was trading in shit coins and, and then you, you know, hear JW say some things and he's very blunt and to the point and doesn't, mm. he's not soft about it at all. And it made, made me step back and think about it. And like, I remember we had him on the show a couple of years ago and I don't even remember the questions we were asking, but he doesn't, he's never like, oh yeah, that's a good point. Well, here's how I would have thought. He's like, no, that's dumb. And I'm like, whoa, okay, well, let's think about that. All right. And uh, it did get me to come around. So I think those people are nice to have, <laughs> but it's not 100%. my style at all. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, they, 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 they need to exist. And I, I, I'm eternally grateful they do exist because I could never do that. So I'm, I'm glad they exist and, and can fit they, that role for sure. Yeah, they certainly move the needle or whatever the cliche is. I mean, 100%. Um, and I, I guess it's a similar conversation. Um, I don't know if you wanted to go here, uh, Rollo, but like, the KYC conversation that's been, been ha- happening. I think there's a lot of, uh, uh, I, I don't know, toxicity is a bad word, but it's like just a lot of like, I think lack yeah. of understanding on both sides. Um, well, oh yeah, go no, ahead. No, my opinion is that everything I do is KYC'd pretty much. Right, right. I've, I kind of operate under that. Even if I'm buying directly from someone with cash, the government probably knows about it somehow. I bet. I bet. I've been reporting all of our transactions to your FBI agents. Left. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. The secret one that's listening right now. Yeah. yeah. Just to, just to prove a point about it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's just crazy though. Like uh, I think people are, are sort of talking past each other in some ways. Like I think we all agree. No KYC Bitcoin is better than KYC Way Bitcoin. Yeah. But, it, but, but the question is like, is KYC better uh, KYC Bitcoin better than KYC dollars it's like unequivocally yes 
Uh, so if you have a fiat checking account that you're using to pay your mortgage and pay your credit card, it's like, yeah, I mean, you're, you're KYC'd. So why not make that KYC Bitcoin instead of KYC dollars? Uh, that to me is like, I don't see any argument against that. Um, if your argument is, yeah, no KYC for everything and you're able to figure that out, like by all means, but uh, I don't know that uh, I don't think I can do that. Well, it was funny. Um, I was I got into a little debate on Twitter with one of those guys. Right, right. And I was like, he was calling us LARPers and everything and well, whatever. I was like, well, what's your strategy? And he explained it. And I was like, you know, that's exactly what we do, right? No way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was like, it, well, he it was a little bit different, but um, basically he used uh, he used Bisc more, uh-huh. which has its, but uh, maybe it was maybe it was someone else, but I remember there was someone that I was like, dude, that's that's pretty much exactly what we do, is well, I you know put things on credit card and you know any excess I have after that. I, I, so that's interesting, you know, income in Bitcoin. It, there could be a way, you know, like on Get on Zero Fiat or. Uh, sorry, get on zerofiat.com or, or any other landing page where we're advising people, there could be a way maybe we can add like a uh, no KYC Bitcoin section for those people. Like it sounds like that guy is still KYCing his purchases. So he's not like a anonymous uh, full privacy, like purchase. he's not spending in Bitcoin. He's still spending on credit, right. but maybe there's a strategy like, yeah, if you want no KYC and use BISC, um, I don't know. Maybe it's worth uh, just to kind of broaden the pool a little bit and not be uh, not leave anyone out. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense or not. But uh, no, yeah, I, I hear it. Um, yeah, I think it is a good idea to, to, you know, to as we build that website out to have like a, a bunch of different strategies, right? That are things that we've done or thought about, um, and kind of say like these are the benefits of it, and maybe these are some of the risks of it. Right. Uh, we had that episode we had last week with Carr where we talk about the risks with the IRS and the government. Uh-huh. They exist. Like, I don't think they're really that big of a deal. Like that, as far as other mm-hmm. risks mm-hmm. are concerned, I don't think it's something that I'm really that worried about, um, as opposed to something like using BISC and trading with someone who could just very so easily be an FBI <laughs> or, an I, or someone that's, that's entrapping me. Um, yeah, yeah. In, in a tax evasion thing, um, or you know, there, there's there's other risks. And but like, if that's if your risk tolerance is high, or you're in a certain situation where that makes more sense, uh, okay. Uh, right. We're not here to make. Ult- we're not here to, to like tell you exactly how exactly. to get on zero. We're just saying that like, if if you want to preserve um, your wealth, uh, not holding dollars is the best way to do it. I, I- could not agree more, and I, I, my mind, my mind's totally open. Like if if Diverter or or uh, one of those samurai guys, you know, makes some pitch that resonates, my mind's completely open. If there's some solution there, totally fine. But all that has to build on the foundation of zero fiat, like Bitcoin only, and then we can talk. Fine, you want to no KYC, you want to uh, have some KYC, custodial, non-custodial. Like we can we can get there. But the first thing for me is. Bitcoin is the asset. Bitcoin is cash, and fiat is the payment rail uh, to be interoperable with the legacy system. And if you're, you know, if you prefer Lightning, great. I, I prefer that too. You know, once once Cash App flips the switch and you can go to any of these merchants and pay with Lightning, awesome. I'm totally in. But I'm not going to beg you to do that. If you want to do that, go ahead. Uh, I'm interoperable with uh, with all you guys, so uh, that's that's the fun part. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that. So, um, yeah, when you said when you changed the subject into the no oh, KYC, KYC yeah. thing, I was I was like, ah, was he changing the subject to tractors or? Got <laughs> it in, got it in. You know, I, I so I, I actually don't really know the tractor meme because I think I started listening when you guys switched from. Uh, you guys were sort of like uh, general libertarianism. I started listening around the time when you guys found that niche of. Bitcoin libertarianism. And by the way, I think that's a great move. Um, but I've sort of just been like using context clues. <laughs> so, well, it was with our switch to Bitcoin. It was funny because we were just general libertarian for a while. Right. Thinking right. when is like we got to find a niche because, you know, if there's really smart people doing general libertarian stuff that, mm. you know, it's just we're just another voice. 
and it just kind of happened, I guess, Rallo. Kind of yeah. slowly. It was well, not like one day we just woke up. It just, I think we realized like, wow, our last five episodes were all on Bitcoin. And yeah. 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 Well, we were, we were interested in trying to like come up with solution. Like we're libertarians, but we wanted to like effectuate or like, you know, do something that, Change, that yeah. brought more liberty to our lives. And once we started figuring out Bitcoin, like, it was just like, well, what else are we going to talk about? Like, this is it. Like, this is what we have to focus on. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It just, and, it just, uh, it, 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 the problem solved itself. But with the, the tractor thing, uh, it was, it was, it was early. Ages ago. It was, it was in our probably single digits episodes. Right. The real OGs. Like, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Rollo was all pumped I, up because he got a tractor and he, he couldn't wait to talk about it. And so he talked about it on like two consecutive uh, episodes and made a comment like, uh, do you remember what I said? It was, I don't know. I think he said like, oh, you you said tractor again. I owe you 20 Yeah, you 20 bucks. You worked your tractor into this conversation. And he said he's going to say it on every single episode. And uh, what one are Which we I on have. now? 288? <laughs> Yeah. Dang, I guess I'm an OG now. Wow. Yeah, you're in. You're on yeah. the inside. In. So, uh, I don't know, Sahil, if you had anything else you want to yeah. talk about here. Yeah, um, I, th I think just one last thing I was thinking before, uh, you know, if you want to wrap it up or any anything else you want to chat about. One thing I just, just to kind of, I was thinking about sort of like uh, design and get on zero, right? Like designing good products for get on zero. And there, there are some people who are working on it. You know, we know our, our buddy Chris at uh, Level is, is working on a Bitcoin bank, but uh, I think we all want to see more Bitcoin banking products. Um, and it's it's an interesting problem to think about, um, you know, from Chris's point of view, like one customer base that he has, uh, arguably his most important base is us, the, the get on zero extremists who want 100% Bitcoin uh, and just interface with, dollars as a payment rail but then it's like i don't know it's an interesting thing to think about uh if you have bob down the street how do you how do you design that that uh, progressive experience not progressive like politically but progressive uh you know progressive onboarding of hey maybe you do start out with uh dollars and bitcoin and you slowly add in and then uh you, you increase the slider now every paycheck is 20 percent instead of five percent and then 50% and then 75%. And then eventually you're just all Bitcoin. And yeah, I don't have an answer there. It's like, I have a full-time job obviously, but um, it's just an interesting problem. And uh, I'm excited for, for companies like Level and hopefully Fold and, and Strike and all the other guys to, to work on that um, for us, so. You know be neat is for a service that, ha that you, allows you to flip between Bitcoin and Fiat uh, really easily, like a Level hmm. for, clients for people that aren't really there for bitcoin but they're just because eventually we're going to reach a point where it's like mm. you know your bank will probably accept bitcoin payments and we'll convert it to dollars or something for you mm -hmm. um but even before that have a thing where it's like for every time that you convert back into fiat that it says like if you kept this as bitcoin <laughs> this is how much you would be worth you would have now right um because for people that are just like not really caring about bitcoin as they see that number going up and they're like, wait a second, it's it's gonna have because you, sometimes you really need to see the that information, that data in front of you. So you really do, yeah. And I, I think this is all feedback. Like Chris is listening, as you know, Chris is yep. listening like crazy. Um, so yeah, I think we should all give give feedback to all these big, including Fold, including like everyone, because um, I think they're all gonna end up in that direction eventually. And uh, the more the better. By the way, shout out to my buddy Ben Price. And Carmen and a bunch of others—they're working on the Bitcoin company, uh, and they're, you know, I don't want to spoil anything yet. But I, you know, they're really ambitious, and I think they'll 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 join that crew pretty soon of, of uh, banking on Bitcoin companies. And uh, yeah, we should keep an eye out for them for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. So um, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up here yeah. um, because the. Uh, the whites of my eyes are turning brown. If, <laughs> no if you know what I mean, I, I need ya. to. Uh, I need to uh, hop on another seat. Uh, I feel you very, very soon. So, uh, 
Sahil, can you tell the listeners where they can find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter, uh, Bitcoin Twitter at uh, SahilC0. That's S A H I L C zero. Uh, and obviously, you can find uh, Unchained. I think it's Unchained Cap C A P. Uh, we're, we're hiring a lot. You know, it's an awesome team. You know, uh, it, it, highly recommend it. Move to Austin. You know, come down to Austin to join the Bitcoin capital of the world. Uh, yeah, thanks a bunch for having me on, Rollins Slappy. It's really an honor. Uh, had a ton of fun. Yeah, thank you so much, Sahil. This was a this was a great episode, and I enjoyed yeah, the conversation. Episode. I love so. thinking of U.S. dollars as a payment route for Bitcoin. I think that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty mind blowing. So, oh, sorry. The show <laughs> notes page for this episode will be mcfugel.com slash two eighty eight. We will link to uh, Sahil's Twitter and uh, the Unchained Cap Twitter there. Unchained Unchained <laughs> Capital Twitter there. Um, so. Uh, yeah, and uh, get on zerofiat.com slash eight will be the uh, the way to find the show notes page over there. So, all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will catch you next week. Peace. Peace.